Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast. I am Adam Lavecki, and I am here with DK Kim, and we are your hosts. Thank you for joining us. We are in this space to help you renew your mind and transform your life. We will be having helpful, honest, and hard conversations about culture and the kingdom of God. These conversations will help you to not be conformed to this current culture and will help you to grow in Christ. Jesus commanded us to preach the gospel and make disciples. This is an ongoing digital discipleship discussion. If you find this helpful, please subscribe, review, and share the Be Transformed podcast. Episode 20, Rest. So, we're getting ready to wrap up 2022. And we're in a time where people are starting to consider finishing this year well. And one of the things I learned is that I can only enter into the next season how I finish this season. So how I finish this season determines how I enter into the next season. So I want to finish well if I'm going to start well. And in my own life, I, I think that to really rest requires me to reflect. And so if I haven't reflected, I haven't really rested. And so when I remember 2022 and when I look back at the faithfulness of God in the life of my family, the church, the ministry, the projects, the trips, what God is doing in people, the opportunities, all the things that he's done, I'm refreshed by remembering. And Jesus said in Matthew 11, he said, take my yoke. Let me start in verse 28. Forgive me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, relief, or refreshment. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly or humble in heart, and you will find Rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God has a burden that is light and he wants to give us rest on the inside. This is really important because people will go on a vacation, but a a vacation is incapable of producing rest. There is a rest that we enter into by faith when we come to Jesus sincerely in humility, acknowledging we have a need. And prayer is like a pressure relief valve in our life. And it is essential that when I make supplication and I ask God, God, I need this, I want, I want to see you do that. But I also would come with thanksgiving, remembering the faithfulness of God and reflecting upon the things that he does. And I find that this is something that is important. And I, I want to encourage our listeners to embrace this moment as we start to wrap up this year and think of the new year to really reflect upon the faithfulness of Jesus in your life 
because it will bring refreshing to your soul as you reflect. And so there's some practical principles that I want to share, but is there anything that you want to share, DK? Like how do you rest? How do you reflect? What are some practices that you do? Yeah, I think um, first we need to really believe in this principle that it actually works. I think many people don't even prioritize this or pursue it because there's a belief that, hey, just pausing, does pausing and reflecting, does spending time with God, how does that really impact my day to day? How does that really help me with this situation I'm in? How does that really solve this problem? And I think people are too quick to look for results. And I think one thing is trust and you gotta be, it's gotta be a routine and you gotta be consistent and you gotta see the fruit of it over time. So what I encourage listener is, is don't just give up because you did it for a week and you're not seeing anything. I promise you, if you put God first, if you put the kingdom first, if you just even start little, you know, if, if you're not doing this at all, start with 15 minutes, you know, be the, do, do it the first thing you wake up. Don't check your email. Don't, don't think about the laundry list of things you have to do, but just make it the first thing you do. Cause what you do is you're orienting your soul and your heart to say, this is where everything flows from. This is the source of everything. And even that little shift over time, you're going to see the fruit of it. You're going to see the results. And that will encourage you to go at it even deeper and deeper. So I think first it's to encourage people that be consistent. Don't just like, yeah, stop. You mean like consistent in like your devotional time, quiet time, prayer time, Bible reading, like just the practicals of seeking the Lord? Yeah, I mean, you could name it whatever you want, but it's really the heart posture of this is before everything. Yeah. If God isn't first, you will not be able to rest. Mm -hmm. um, real faith requires us to put God first and to seek the kingdom first. And what's good about that is when you do that, you're positioning yourself for God to add to you all those things. And, and so that's one thing. Um, another thing to think about is that the Sabbath or rest was before sin. So... Yeah. Work, I know work is a four-letter word, um, and so is rest. <laughs> old school. Yeah, old school words. Um, but both work and rest were before sin. Hmm. Work is holy. He's the Lord of the harvest. Sabbath is holy. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. Both work and rest is holy. And the only day... Out of all seven days that God blessed, he explicitly blessed rest. Rest is blessed. When you think of how God designed us, it's really wild. Like, we are going to sleep about one third of our lives. Mm. Like, we were created for rest. One of the first principles Adam learns is when, when Adam goes to rest or when he goes to sleep, God goes to work. And so when I learn to rest, I invite God to do for me what I am incapable of doing myself. Yeah. So there, there is, 
there is something here that I believe is critical, but I believe part of resting is learning to reflect on what God has done. But there's also another thing I wanna bring up and it's really practical and it's part of reflecting. So I've been on a powerlifting journey and I have a coach and he's ranked third in the United States in the USAPL, which is the premier powerlifting federation in the United States. They were so strict on drug testing, they were thrown out of the IPF, which is the International Powerlifting Federation. So this is a strict judges, strict rules, he's third. When he said, hey, I'll help you, the, one of the first things that he did is he, he said to me, shift your room so that I can see the side angle of your squat to make sure that your hip crease is lower than the top of your knee so that I can make sure that every rep is to depth and you're practicing like you wanna perform. So that means that I have to reposition myself for accountability. So I would film everything and show it to him. Not because I'd just get a kick out of like watching myself, I know what I look like, and but it helped me correct the things that were wrong. Mm. And I think that part of reflecting on the, the last year, you see God's faithfulness, but you also see areas in which you need to reposition. Mm. You need to refresh. You, you need to work on your form. You need to work on your balance. You need to work on your consistency and your speed. And th these are all metaphors. Um, this isn't about powerlifting. This is about us learning to reflect on our life, on our choices, our decisions, and our habits. It's like, are our habits helping us to get where we want to go? So what does is, what is your reflecting on the past year look like? I know it's not a formula for everyone to follow, but is yours like, do you go at it for like, over a period of time, like a week or a month, or is it like a, a dedicated day? Like, yeah, can you share a little bit about how, how your reflection period looks? Yeah, so there's moments, and then I'll do set-apart times. So there'll be moments, I find for me worship, because I take my focus off of myself completely, and I focus on Jesus, in his presence I'm able to see things that I can't see, if my complete focus is not on him. So worship is one of the things that helps me prioritize and reflect. And so that's one. So in, in one sense, it's worship and it's moments. That's one way. Another way is journaling. When you take time and you set time aside and you open a book and you take actually a, a pen out with literal real paper, there are things that somehow flow that wouldn't any other way. And that works too, you know, with a laptop or a phone, but I find that there's something profound in it 
And there's actually scientific data that states if you write down your goals with your hands, like with an actual pen and paper, you have a higher chance of achieving those goals. So generally, I'll write in the beginning of the year some things that I'm believing God to do this year, and I will pray them and speak them out and try to create habits that get me in position to do that. Like right now, I'm practicing for, I'm training for a powerlifting uh, competition in January. So I have a strategic six-week plan that is leading up to the very day that's gonna that's gonna spearhead me into where I'm wanting to go. It's the same thing spiritually. Like if if you want to grow, you have to assume responsibility for your own growth. You have to position yourself and stay accountable and stay moving toward that direction. So to answer your question, journaling is one way. Mm-hmm. Another way is worship and moments, and then another way is to just actually reflect on this isn't even that deep what is it that you did this year mm-hmm. and and what is it that god did this year and who 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 has he connected you with yeah how have relationships grown who are you spending your free time with um just a bunch of things there, there's things that i'm so thankful for like the lord has enriched our life this year in many ways and i'm like wow like i can see that from the beginning of this year to the end of this year, there's been a bunch of momentum in the spirit. And then there was also a prophetic word that Prophet Jim Jorgensen spoke about 2023. When I look at 2022, it's almost like 2022 was the runway mm. of 2023. So for me, it's like, it, it is really about hearing the voice of God, but it's also about pausing. Psalms calls it Selah, And Selah is a part of worship. So the same way lament and being like, oh my God, where are you, God? What happened to me? Why is this happening? Like the same way that lament is part of worship, you can't have real worship without lament. You also can't have real worship without Selah. Mm -hmm. And Selah is kind of like this pause. And I'm going to liken it to powerlifting again Mm -hmm. because there's a theme here that's developing. One of the ways to get your bench press stronger, your deadlift stronger, or your squat stronger is you pause and you have full command of the weight. And in a powerlifting competition, I can't even press up until they say press. So you have to have full control coming down. The the bar has to come to a complete stop and you have to wait for the command. So if you take that same principle Selah is one of the keys to strength in the kingdom. You have to learn how to rest, stop, and and just wait for the word of the Lord, wait for the command, wait for, okay, go, and then move forward. And I find this, this is a simple thing, but when you choose silence to be quiet, all the inner noise begins to bubble up to the surface. Yeah. Yeah. It's why people have sleeping headphones, Mm -hmm. um, sleeping pills. It's why we have uh, noise-canceling. All the noise-canceling headphones in the world cannot cancel the noise on the inside of someone who lives with confusion. Yep. And one of the ways that God has ordained us to address the confusion 
is and get clarity is through silence. Mm-hmm. It's why some people hate being alone because they hate themselves. That's actually why I think many people actually don't like rest because then they're stuck with themselves and their thoughts. Yes, and they're stuck with them. themselves. And, and all the self-help books in the world have only given us more self-hatred. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, another thing. And, and, you know, escaping your thoughts or pushing them away doesn't help. Only addressing it, listening to it, and going through it is the only way you get free from it. That's right. Yeah. And sometimes there's inner chaos because people live with unresolved conflict. That's one. Another one is they live with unconfessed sin. Another one is people don't do what they know they should do and so they live with a sense of shame because they know better. Mm-hmm. So these are things that you have to make confession to the Lord about. You may even need to confess it to a mature brother or sister in Christ, but you got you to shake that loose because what happens is the unconfessed sin and the unresolved conflict bring confusion on the inside and don't allow us to have clarity about our calling and about what God is calling forth in us and from us, and then we're frustrated because there's no expression of who God is to us and who we are to and in Him through walking with Him and walking in obedience. So there's a level of frustration. Many Christians have pent up intercession in them that gets expressed through frustration Mm -hmm. and cynicism. Yeah. And that's something that we have to really learn how to pour out our soul um, to the Lord, like that's yeah. that's really an important thing. Like people who don't pray enough talk too much. Mm-hmm. People who don't pray enough complain too much. <laughs> people who don't pour out their soul to God always leak on others. Mm-hmm. So whether it's my struggle or it's my sin or it's my situation, or it's me casting my cares on the Lord, I have to get that out and off before I can hear and have clarity. Yeah. And the beautiful thing with your relationship with God is there's nothing you could say that will surprise him. (laughs) (laughs) He is completely unsurprised by our brokenness. (laughs) Yeah. So what better person to to share all that and release all that to? Yeah. And no matter what you've done, no matter what was done to you, you can come to Jesus right as you are. And the good news is you don't have to stay that way. Yeah. Can I add one more um, exercise? I think that'll be helpful in the area of resting and reflecting is sit down and write your testimony. Yeah. Just write your testimony. So I'm applying to a school right now and they're asking me for like a faith statement essay. So it's pretty much my testimony. I'm writing it. And what I found was you see your growth in that and you just see what the Lord's been doing with you in that because even things you've seen in the past and the way you shared your testimony in the past changes because through his revelation, ignorance is lifted and wisdom is added on. So you start even looking at things that from your early, early walk to even now, the things are different and you go, wow, God, like you just see the way he moves, the way he crafts, the way he shapes you. So you don't even need an audience. No one even needs to read it, but just sit down and write your testimony. And I think you'll, you'll get a lot out of that. Yeah. Powerful. What you're saying is so powerful and so profound. 
that your testimony is the evidence of the reality of God in your life. Your testimony bears witness of Christ's resurrection. Mm -hmm. Your testimony is critical. Faith plus obedience equals testimony. God puts his grace toward us so that we can put our faith in him and where there's real faith, there's real obedience. And when there's real obedience, there's real evidence or a testimony. Yeah. A testimony is the collective evidence. So what DK is saying here is critical. Learn to write down and treasure, one, what God says, two, what God does. Learn to value him by valuing what he has said to you and what he has done for you. Huge. Amen. Really important. Yeah. Yeah, so as we approach this holiday season, you know, there's a lot of talk about increased stress and busyness and just a pandemonium of don't get sucked into that culture. Use this time to rest and sink into the Lord and just be kingdom people with kingdom kingdom perspective. Yeah. Yeah, and you want to have the king's perspective? Spend time with him. Spend time in his word. Amen. Thanks for listening. Adam Levecki here. On behalf of DK Kim and I, we want to thank you for listening to the Be Transformed podcast. If you have found this helpful, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. Thanks again for listening to Be Transformed.